Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to a special episode of The Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Hansel and today I have such an empowering woman who is helping other women to shine their inner light. Randy Lee is a spiritual Randy, so business coach for having you on the show. who's passionate about helping heart-led leaders. Oh, I'm so excited and to be here. Thank you for business. having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I love that. We can all make the love your accent. That we I'm going to still try to figure out where I remember it from. <laughs> That's so funny. I've, I've literally never heard anybody tell me that I have an accent, but I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bless you. Um, I wanted to talk to you about your journey. So, you, you know, your journey of like before you became a spiritual business coach, coach, what was it like before you went down this journey? Yeah, thank you so much for that question. So before I became a spiritual business coach, I was working as a behavior analyst designing behavior programs for children with autism. And I had been in that field since I graduated college back in 2009. So I had been doing it for almost 10 years. And in the beginning, I loved it. But it slowly began to change over time as the requirements for the insurance companies got stricter and you know we had to provide more documentation it became more about the paperwork and working for mm-hmm. the insurance companies than actually helping the kids and when i was in college when i was in university it was all about you know what's going to be the career that's going to make me the most money It wasn't necessarily about like, well, what am I passionate about? What do I really want to do? And so I got my degree in psychology and I knew I was going to have to go back to, you know, get further education, but I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And so I moved to Hawaii in 2009 and literally just fell into this job. And again, it wasn't like, is this what I want to do? But it was an opportunity to make more money. And so at the height of my career, I was, you know, supervising 10 cases. I had, you know, 20 people who were working under me. I was making over six figures a year. And on the outside, it's like I had all of the measures of success, but I was Mm -hmm. feeling really unfulfilled. And I knew deep inside that there was something greater for me out there. I relate with that. That was the same with me in um, so 2012. So I was a journalist before Randy and um, oh gosh, <laughs> it was an interesting journey, especially being an empath and picking up negative news every day. Oh my God. And kind of like yourself, I had like on the outside, I had like, you know, I look, look perfect on paper. My, like, I was like so ambitious. I already knew where I was heading, but inside I was an ultimate mess. I didn't know who I was. Yes, that was exactly exactly what I was going through. Like I had everything on the outside, but I had never actually taken the time. And I think that's, you know, part of the problem with the way that our education system is set up is that 
we don't give our kids opportunity to actually do like do the self-discovery, mm. you know, do the self-exploration, really figure out like, what are we passionate about? What are our strengths? What do we want to create in this world? Who do we want to be? It's all about making money. And I believe that money is really a byproduct of us being in our purpose, of us living our passion. And so I was, I was determined to figure out what that was. So I went on this self-discovery journey that lasted. I, I, I probably went from, I think this started when I was about 29. And when I was 30, I, was, I really hit this point where I was like, I can't do what I've been doing for another 30 years. Mm. You know, like I, was, I looked at my life up until then and I was like, this is not how I want to continue living. So I really started to do the inner work to discover who I was, what I wanted. And I found life coaching along the way. And when I found life coaching, it was so, it was like a light bulb moment where I was like, <laughs> wow, I can actually make an impact and help other people in my own way, like in my terms, and I don't have to, you know, justify any of this to insurance companies and all of that <laughs> stuff that I was having to do to, to just try to help my clients at the time, you know? And I was like, wow, like this, it really just resonated with me. So I got certified as a life coach in 2018. And I started my business while I was still working full time at my other job, you know, managing all of the cases. So it was crazy because I was working like 60 hours a week while I was trying to get my business off the ground. But I was able to scale up my business to replace my six-figure salary within 10 months. Wow. And so in February of 2019, I quit my full-time job and took the leap into being a full-time entrepreneur. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And when I started as an entrepreneur, I was coaching women to heal their relationships with their bodies, to really come home in their body, to feel safe in their body. And what I discovered was when they did that healing work around their body, so many of them then wanted to step into their power and wanted to create their own businesses because the thing that was holding them back for so long was finally out of the way. Mm. And so I just naturally kind of transitioned into business coaching, but I always kept that mindset spirituality piece in the work that I did because I noticed that like, even when you want to start your business, there's so much that can hold us back. And that's all the inner work that we have to do. Like, I believe we can't just focus on the strategy. We have to really do the inner work. Yeah. Absolutely. I, um, I'm literally nodding here. I so relate with everything you're saying because same with me when I started up my business, gosh, I never realized it was actually going to be more inner work. And wow, <laughs> you're right. It wasn't about the strategy. It was like the more I dived in, the more I learned about myself, the more my business grew and it expanded. And then like, I don't know about yourself, but like your intuition just like goes to another level and like products and services just become so much easier to create would like before would take months but when you're in that flow because you've done the inner work it just flows naturally absolutely like I say that creating a business being an entrepreneur is like the best personal development journey you can go on because it literally brings all of your shit up to the surface <laughs> you know and you have to like you have to really look at it 
if you want to be successful in this industry, you know, you can't just keep on pushing it aside because it's going to come up. And same with me, what I realized is every single time I looked at it and did the inner work, my business just started to grow and expand effortlessly. And Mm -hmm. now, I mean, I work less than I did before and I'm making more money than ever before, you know, and even now during a crazy time in history, you know, where there's so much uncertainty, my business is still growing and expanding. And I think it's really because I built that solid foundation in my business of doing the inner work and the strategies just flow from there. Yeah. It's not always about this is a strategy and that's the way it's like your soul also, like when somebody's done the inner work and he's guiding you, then you kind of like merge together and it just like, the word is it like it flows easily and it's not like you need to follow this this is what you need to do it's more like well this is what your soul is is saying I think that makes sense absolutely yeah and I think that that's that's when things really work out for us when we just allow things to just flow that way instead of trying to do the strategies that somebody else is doing because we think that's what's going to make us successful. And I definitely went through that along my entrepreneurial journey of thinking like I had to try to be like everybody else, you know, because I thought that that was going to be the only way that I was going to be successful, especially after leaving my nine to five job. I went through a period where I was dealing with a lot of scarcity and I was really worried about, you know, now here I am, responsible for my income completely. You know, I'm not married. I like, I make all my, my own money. I I'm the one who has to pay all of the bills. And so here I was and I'm like, Oh my God, what if I can't do it? What if this doesn't work? And I was so focused on the worst case scenario that I started doing things that were out of alignment for me in my business. I started to try to be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And what I found was that just drained all of my energy, but it also didn't really make my business that much more successful. And once I was able to get back in alignment and really start to work from that space and allowing things to just flow without worrying about what other people are doing, without without worrying about what other people were going to think of me, you know, that's been a huge thing I've had to overcome in my life is worrying what other people would think of me. And once I was able to do that, now my business is growing effortlessly. I love that. And I feel like as well, you just reminded me of something that even on like the spiritual journey and like the business side, when you're around people that are like constantly comparing, you end up doing that without realizing it. And like, it's so important to have the right kind of people around you that are, are doing so powerful in their own work and their own business that it's not a competition or it's like comparison. It's like, how can we grow together? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that's so important for you to start to surround yourself with those like-minded people. And that was a huge shift for me when I was able to find the right people who loved me for me and Mm -hmm. for my uniqueness. It was like this freedom for me to just start showing up as myself. And now I feel so lucky because I get to get paid just essentially for being myself. I love that. 
And <laughs> um, I wanted to touch on something that we were talking about before beforehand. Um, you were that, saying that you were an empath, and would you say that some of the people pleasing came from you being an empath? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with human design, but oh, yeah. I I'm a huge I I do human design in my business, and I help women build their businesses you know, with connecting with their human design and really understanding what their, how their energy works, what their unique strengths are. And I have an open emotional solar plexus, which is where we feel emotions. And so I can go into a room and I can pick up on all of the emotions around me. And one of the shadows of that is that I really avoid confrontation. You know, I don't mm -hmm. want to make people feel bad. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't want there to be, you know, any anger or hostility. I just want things to be, you know, bright and sunny and cheery. And so if something <laughs> is not going to be that way, I'm like, I'm going to avoid it. I'm not going to do that. And so what that showed up for me in my life as is me always trying to please other people me always putting their needs in front of my own, me always worrying about what somebody was going to think about the actions that I was taking. And for so long, I never asked myself, well, what do you want? How do you feel about this? It was always so focused on other people. Hmm. I, I, I relate with you because it was the same with me. And I I kind of realized it stemmed from when I was a young kid because I grew up in a culture where women people pleased all the time. So it was like, you just kind of just said, yep, yeah, sure, but never like spoke up your truth. It was always like, follow what they say and that's it. And then in my like mid twenties, I started to realize when my life was like, like my, my career was amazing, but my life was like a mess in, internally. And then I got pissed. <laughs> like I realized what was happening and I got so angry and then had to like, really heal that to realize that it's okay to cry it's okay to be angry it's okay to to let yourself be vulnerable because for years i was made to feel like you know you're weak if you show emotions um and like i i was such an alpha female like <laughs> randy used to make guys cry it was awful um but it was because i put on this persona to protect myself but really i was actually doing more harm than good and as an empath like like yourself i was absorbing everybody's energy in the room and i would never really understand what was going on with me like i'd i'd be happy when i walked into the room by the end of it i'd be like collapsing on the floor not knowing why and it was within my business as well like i i started doing it my own way then you know, I was told this is the way to do it. I started to people please. And then I, I remember being drained by clients thinking, why? And then when I kind of connected the dots, that I was an empath and like started to have boundaries and like really trust the process and really learn how to like, like hold the space, but without absorbing the energy that shifted my business, like unbelievably. And I feel like, I don't know if you're the self, but with empaths, having a business is great because it helps you to really understand who you are and your energy field. Absolutely. I think being an empath is a huge strength. It's just really knowing how to protect your energy. And I think, like you said, boundaries are just so important. Before I really got into business, I didn't really have any boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's why this has been such a huge personal development journey for me is like, I had to really learn what boundaries even were. I was like, oh, I can tell someone no, or I don't have to... <laughs> do everything like i can actually you know say no to things and do the things that i really want like i didn't 
that wasn't even in my awareness before. Mm -hmm. So it was really like learning about boundaries, starting to set boundaries. And even now, you know, there's times where things come up and I have to look and I have to say, okay, it does a boundary need to be put in place or mm -hmm. maybe am I not honoring my own boundaries? You know, I still find myself doing that sometimes in my business, especially with my clients. It's so important to set those boundaries, but I find myself just wanting to make people happy and going back to those old ways. And I have to come <laughs> back to, okay, Randy, it's okay to set boundaries. It's healthy to set boundaries. You know, people are not going to like you less for setting boundaries. And I think it's just really continuing to do that work. Like I want people to know that it's, it is a continual process because I think that we often focus on trying to get to a particular destination. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that there is a destination that we're trying that, like, I think that's an illusion, you know, because yeah. once we reach that destination, then it's like, oh, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? <laughs> and so I think it's really just all about learning to embrace the journey. And so when I did that, especially in terms of setting boundaries and like, okay, I may not ever get to the point where I have really rock solid boundaries. Like that's the debt, that's the goal, but I might always have to kind of be like observing myself and saying, okay, how can I make this a little bit stronger? How can I tweak this? And I think that's okay. If you're in that process of doing that work, like understanding that it is always a practice. Yeah. I think you're right. It does get stronger. The more you do it, the stronger it becomes. But in the beginning, it's like you almost feel guilty for actually putting a boundary like, oh, I shouldn't really do that. No. And then you end up going back to that pattern. And like you said, it's like go back and forth. But eventually you realize what works for you. And I know for me, the last few years, just having more boundaries more than ever. And yeah, we, I, I slip up sometimes. That's natural. <laughs> but then it's like, hold up. And then I like observe it for a few seconds and I realize what's happening and then I know what to do in that moment. But the old me just didn't have a clue. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally relate to that. And I think it's just taking those small steps and not guilting yourself when you slip up, you know, like I think we should just learn to laugh at ourselves. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like, wasn't that funny how I did that? Like, okay. Let's just move on, you know, because it, it brings this lightness to it. You know, I think sometimes we all take life a little bit too seriously, you know, <laughs> and like, what if we could just lighten it up and like, look at those situations and be like, okay, like that was pretty funny. Like, let's just move on. Like, how can I just, you know, switch it up, do it a little bit differently, you know, improve it, whatever, but not have that judgment against ourselves. Mm. it's kind of like what's happening right now in the world there's so much scarcity and people are afraid of like jobs or like whatever's happening in their lives at the moment or they're you know they're stuck indoors and they're not used to it but it's so this just I think it's so important to see it as a gift right now because you're being allowed to come home back to yourself and like you said have some fun in this moment you don't have to take it so seriously right absolutely you know when the when this started back in March, I could see that I could go down two routes. Like I could go back down my old story of scarcity and lack and worry and worst case scenario, or I could decide to create a new story for myself. And that's exactly what I did. I set the intention that I was going to completely transform 
my relationship with money during this time because I knew so many people were going to be having that fear and scarcity, especially around money. And that was something that I had been working on for so long. And I was like, this is going to be the time that I totally changed that story. And in the past 10 weeks, that's exactly what I've done. And it's resulted in May this month will be my highest revenue month ever in my business by like $5,000. You know, like it's been a huge leap. Last month was my biggest month in 2020. Now May is my biggest month, but the past two months have just been full of so much more abundance. And I really believe it's because I made that decision to transform my money mindset. And I believe we all have that power to decide who we want to be during this time. Yeah, absolutely. It just reminds me actually of, um, so when I, in 2012 was like my turning point, was like my life transformation moment. So I was made redundant and then I had a cancer scare, Randy. And it was like, back then I was in that kind of like fear mindset, like the world is right now. And like, when I, when I went in, they told me, oh, this is what might happen. And these are the things that that we're going to have to do. And within those moments of having those tests, um, for about three weeks, I was so scared, Randy. I was like, I'm going to die. And like, actually like almost manifested that I was sick. That, that those three weeks, I literally was acting like I was sick. Like, I, was like oh, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like going to die. And then when I got my results and they misdiagnosed me, <laughs> I was free. And I realized everything is a mindset. So even like you said, with money or what's going on right now, if we keep thinking in fear, we're going to attract more fear. But if we think of more love and joy, we'll, that's what we'll, we'll kind of like show in the world as well. Absolutely. And I love that story that you shared because it's like you had put yourself in this cage, right? <laughs> and then when you found out that they misdiagnosed you, it's like the cage, you know, you were given a door to the cage, but it's like the cage actually never existed. Mm. you know? And I think that's like, if we can really start to see that, that like the cage that we put around ourselves is only in our mind, but it actually isn't really there. It's just, we're self, we're putting that on ourselves. And so when we can free ourselves from that, so much opens up for us where we really get to be a creator of our lives instead of just an observer. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like you said about the money thing, like, if you, if you keep like guys out there right now, like if you keep, you know, fearing about money, that's what's going to happen to you. But like Randy said, like if you think in a different mindset, that's more joyful and abundant, it will just come to you naturally. You won't even have to think about it. And it just, it's ching ching. <laughs> yeah. I really believe that we need to live in a state of anticipation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just anticipating more money coming into my account. <laughs> I'm just living in that anticipation of like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know it's coming to me. And I'm just living in that state of anticipation of good instead of focusing on worst case scenario and the what ifs. Because I know if those things happen, I'm going to be able to deal with it. Like I've faced so many things in my life and have overcome so much that I don't worry about the future anymore because I'm like, okay, whatever comes up, I'm going to be able to handle it when it comes up. But what good does it do me focusing on that scenario that may not actually happen in the future? Yeah. Why not just be where I am right now, be present, drop into that 
and know that right now in this moment, I have everything that I need. All my needs are taken care of. And I'm just going to be in that anticipation that everything's going to continue to work out in my favor. Mm, I love that. Oh, wow. That took me back as well. <laughs> so when I, when I was made redundant, I remember going home that night and one of my housemates, she was like, oh my God, I'm really like, I'm, I'm fearful for you. And I was like, why? And she's like, what are you going to do now? Are you going to go home or what's your plan? And I was like, nah, let's see what happens. But she couldn't, she was like trying to put the fear on me. And instead I was like, for the first time in my life, I was like, let me trust the process because I was a person that always had a plan for my life. And oh, it was the best thing I ever did, Randy. It, it taught me to like really trust in myself and trust the process and kind of like yourself I ended up like teaching young people then having a radio show and then all these different things happened that end me, ended up me having a business and if I hadn't done that I wouldn't be where I am right now and anyone out there right now who's fearful about the journey just trust the process we're never really in control of of anything really it's it's something above us that has is, is guiding us it's whether we're listening to the voices from within. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what we can take control over is how we react, how we mm -hmm. show up. And, you know, I believe like there's two ways we can show up. Like we can show up looking for the positive or we can show up looking for, you know, and expecting things to go wrong. So what experience would you rather live? It's really up to us. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I completely forgot. Can you tell us about the Naked Truth Framework? <laughs> Absolutely. So the Naked Truth Framework is a brand new framework in my business that I have, you know, it really has come from my soul and a representation of what I believe I'm here, the work that I'm here to do in this world. And I believe that I'm here to help others come home to who they truly are, to their mm -hmm. authentic self, and in that process to share their soul's work with the world. And so the Naked Truth Framework is really a process of taking people through mind, body, soul to connect with that true essence of who they are. And then from there, allow what wants to emerge through them to come forward. Mm, that's beautiful, Randy. I can just, I can... I can see you changing so many people's lives with that. That's just powerful. Yeah, you know, it, and it's it really goes, it's a culmination of everything I've been through in my life, you know, the mistakes I've made on this entrepreneurial journey, you know, of the people pleasing, of trying to be like other people, of focusing on the money first. You know, I want to help women avoid some of those things and really come back to the truth of who they are because I believe when we do that that's when life starts to really flow and where we can just be that co-creator of our lives when we really are in touch with our unique strengths how our energy works in our body you know what we're here to do and we can just be an expression of that mm, yeah and also almost I feel like I don't know about with yourself, but you almost kind of feel t like and look 10 years younger when you really trust from within. Oh, absolutely. Like, I really believe that I'm healthier for, you know, just waking up every day with so much gratitude and love and joy and with this sense of purpose. Like, I'm so grateful for this because 
especially with everything going on in the world right now, like I think back two years ago before I really discovered who I was, if this whole thing was going on two years ago, I don't, I don't know where I would be because I really believe that being rooted in my purpose is what has allowed me to not just survive during this time, but to actually thrive. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It is all about thriving right now. And I, I feel like trust, everyone trust. That's all you can do, right, Randy? Absolutely. And, you know, building that relationship with yourself really allows you to deepen into the trust with yourself, you know? Mm. And I think when we become a promise keeper to ourselves, it just builds that confidence within ourselves that like whatever comes up, we're going to be able to deal with it. We're going to be able to handle it. And, you know, we'll actually become stronger and better people through those, through, through those challenges and those struggles. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, like if anybody met me in from the journalism world to where I'm right now, they just don't believe who I am anymore. <laughs> I'm completely the opposite. There was right? this serious alpha female, very like serious about everything. And now I'm just like such a child and free and nobody believes my age sometimes. It's hilarious. People still, still think I'm in college. And I'm like, no, that was like more than over a decade ago. Like <laughs> it's hilarious. But it's because, like you said, I trusted from within and I'd never learned how to do that before. I feel like most of us haven't really learned that, have we, right? Because of school, like we've been taught to be so serious, but really this is what the abundance and the magic is, is being that joyful and playful self and going back to our inner child. Absolutely. I mean, I think growing up, we're always giving our power to other people, Mm. you know? And so then when we become an adult, like we don't know how to tap into our own power. And I see that with so many people, they're still continuing to give their power away to things outside of themselves. Yeah. And, and I think I'm, it's really just about coming back to yourself and really finding that power within. Yeah. I was just going to say, and I've noticed that it's, it's a lot with women as well. There's so much people pleasing with women, but I think that stems deeper because of like ancestral, like what's happened to like our, our female ancestors in the past of like just agreeing to everything. And I think that's where we come is that we're, we're, we're the generation of healing that. So we can really truly live who we're supposed to be in this world. Yeah, we have all of these archetypes of, you know, what women are supposed to be. And it's it's very generational, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's built into so much of our society and our beliefs that it can be really difficult if you are someone who decides that you're going to go against that. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you're, break, you're breaking the cycle for the next generation. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's so powerful because we're then giving permission to other people to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we are coming towards the end of the show. I've just got a few more questions left for you. Um, the first one is, what are your five top tips for someone who, who's, in biz- who's a business owner, but they're kind of stuck in creating abundance? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this question. So <laughs> I think that your money mindset is so important. And so I think that there's a few things that you can do to see how you might be blocking abundance from coming into your life or money from coming into your life. 
So the first is to look and see how you might have a love-hate relationship with money. So this is like, you know, when money comes in, you're excited. You're like, oh, this is so great. But then when you have to pay a bill, it's like the worst thing in the world. You're just like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do this. Why me? This is horrible. I'm never going to get this money back. So look and see if you have that love-hate relationship with money. And I would invite you, if you do, to start celebrating when money leaves and when money comes. So it's like when you pay a bill, it's like, I'm just so grateful to pay my rent this month. I'm so grateful to pay you know, for this unexpected bill I got. Like, I'm so grateful I had the money that I could pay for this and really just start to shift that relationship. And then the second tip is to look how and see how you might be manifesting an income gap with the language that you're using. So this is using phrases like, it's too expensive, or I can't afford that. I mean, I heard that so much growing up. Like, we can't afford that. That's expensive. That's not for people like us. And it really was like manifesting this income gap where I was like, well, that's just out of reach for me. But when you can shift your language and use things like, that's just not in alignment for me right now, or that's not aligned with my goals. Instead of saying, like, right now, not like ever, right? It's just like, yeah. I'm making the choice instead of saying, oh, that's not for me. So look to see what the language is that you're using when you talk about money. And then number three is that you're not taking financial responsibility or you're avoiding money. So how often are you looking at your bank account? How often are you, you know, avoiding bills that come in or, you know, as business owners, maybe it's paying your invoices on time, you know, make sure that you're, you're not avoiding or you're not taking financial responsibility because that, what that does is it tells money that it's not safe with you, you know? So you want to build that relationship where you're looking at your account often. I have a daily date with money, but if you're not at that point, <laughs> I totally understand, but maybe just start having a weekly date with your money, you know, where you have a glass of wine you sit down and you look at your accounts and you really start to visualize what you want to start seeing in your accounts instead of just avoiding it. And then number four is that you are likely taking advice from broke people or people who are not where you want to be financially. I know this was the case for me. Like I always would take advice from my parents. My parents aren't broke necessarily, but they're not where I want to be financially. Mm -hmm. And so why would I take advice from them? So start taking advice from people who are where you want to be. Start to surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. And then number five is to create a vision for yourself of what you want, what you want money to, how you want it to show up for you in your life, what you want your beliefs to be about money, and then start to implement those in your life. So for me, one of my beliefs about money is that it gets to be easy and that when I'm in my joy, money comes to me freely. Mm -hmm. So joy is a top priority in my life. I'm making sure that I'm going to the beach, that I'm doing things that bring me joy. 
And it's honestly in those moments that I get a PayPal notification that somebody's paid me for something or somebody's just signed up for one of my virtual retreats. So I really believe that when we decide what we want to believe about money and then start implementing that in our lives, that's where money and abundance start to show up for us. I love those five top tips. And I, I love the bit where you said about the money date, because I actually have in my calendar every week a money date, but I look at my, my money every single day, but that's my day of like where I'll look for a few hours and like plan things. And since I started doing that a few years ago, it has shifted my energy with money. It's amazing. It really is building a healthy relationship with money. You know, I tell people to look at money like their lover, you know, how do you want to treat your lover? You know, like the same, like with the love hate relationship, like if every time, you know, money leaves, you're like, no, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Like, is that, (laughs) do you want to be that needy girlfriend that needy, you know, come on. How can you just be like, okay, wonderful. Leave. And you know what? When you come back, bring more of your friends. Mm. Like, you know, like I'm opening up, I'm, I'm believing, I'm trusting that like when I put money out there, when I circulate money, it comes back to me tenfold. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's so true. I I can relate it with my own business because that's, I had the same thing in the beginning where I had so much scarcity from the past. So then that reflected in my business. And then when I started doing the money mindset and the more clearing that and like having it more in like a joy and abundant way and it just shifted everything and it it does change your life. It really does. It really does. Yeah. I believe that our relationship with money is a mirror to so many other things in our lives. And so when we can really heal that relationship, it heals so much more in our lives as well. Like it just has Mm. this ripple effect. Yeah. So true. Yeah. What are you most grateful for? Oh my goodness. I, (laughs) what I'm most grateful for in this moment right now is my soul. And for this journey that I'm on, I just feel so grateful to be where I'm at for all of the things that I've been through to be in this moment right now, having this conversation with you. I'm so grateful. Bless you. Thank you. (laughs) And what shines your inner light? Mm. Mm. (laughs) light? I really think when I can be in front of a group sharing my story sharing my gifts. You know, I love to lead guided meditations. I really feel like that's when I get to shine my inner light. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Thank you, Randy, for everything and just sharing your story. And just, it's, it's, it's obvious that you're here. You're helping so many women to just really come back home to themselves and really trust the wisdom from within. And just thank you for just being yourself and being a bright light in this world. Oh, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you having me here on your podcast. And thank you so much to everyone who's listening. I would love to connect with you further. You can find me on my website, randylee.net. I also have my own podcast, The Uplifting Podcast. I would love to have you hang out with me over there. And I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Randy Lee. That was such a powerful interview. Thank you, Randy, for just being yourself and sharing so much wisdom and knowledge in how to really trust from within. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. 
Don't try to steer the river. That's a quote by Deepak Chopra. For more information about the show or how to trust your inner light, visit my new coaching program at girdshundle.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit. lit.